Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Feeding and Leading Podcast. And today we're going to talk about preaching and in particular, we're going to talk about illustrations. Um, how do we use them? What are some good illustrations? Um, just details that where come to along find with them? That. What to do with them? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. We'll just jump right in here. And uh, well, Todd, let me ask you this: what, what, What's the purpose of an illustration? So uh, you know, I think an illustration, to me, an illustration does two things. Uh, at least two things. Um, one, it really does clarify the point you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. here's my text. Here's my CAT. This is the point that's in my CAT. And, uh, you know, this point within the CAT is about genuinely, selflessly, sacrificially loving people. Mm. Okay, a, 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 an illustration can kind of make that click. For people, and sometimes an illustration can help clarify um, a point that needs a little bit of fine tuning. If that makes sense, yeah. you know, you're trying to say something here that that's a little more unique than just love people. Yeah, maybe um, a little complex. It may be um, well, maybe even what I just said. Uh, yeah. I, I could use an illustration for loving people, but what about like sacrificially loving people, or yeah. what about loving people that don't love you back? That kind of type of thing. Exactly. An illustration can help clarify mm-hmm. that. The other thing an illustration does, the second thing, is I think illustrations really raise the level of engagement with your audience. Mm-hmm. So if our listeners. We'll go back a couple of episodes and listen to the one we did on using notes in the sermon. I talked about a little tool that I use with my preaching students where I just draw a horizontal line on the board and I say, this this line is your audience's engagement with you. Anything above this line, they're listening to you. Anything below this line, they're not listening to you. They're 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 just checked they're out. disconnected. They're checked out, they're bored. Yeah. Um, we talked in that episode about eye contact, using your body and your voice in a way that is engaging to your audience. Mm-hmm. I think illustrations do that. So here's what happens. I think if you think about that line in your mind here, above it is engaged, below it is not engaged. When you are in the teaching part, in that, in that um, you know, indicative part of the, of the text and Man, I, I, I got to talk about this word study. I got to yeah. talk about this concept. You're really explaining the text as here. you As you're teaching yeah. it, I think the, the longer you go down that, people will kind of tend to, 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 to trail off on you. Yeah. And what an illustration can do is as, as people are maybe trailing off, an illustration brings them back above that line. Mm-hmm. It, it, it breaks it for them mentally. It gives them a little reset. It gives them yeah. a little jab. And I think illustrations properly used and properly placed in the sermon can really help you kind of keep a good trail from start to finish where you're keeping your listener above that line of engagement rather than below it. Yeah, let's also say, and well-delivered. Yes. Illustrations, there's a skill to delivering a good story or any kind of illustration. So, yeah, Yeah. that's good. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about some 
some specifics, some some pra- practical things about it. One of the things that's often asked of me is, and I like to use illustrations in my mm-hmm. my sermons. I think they're important. That's just me. Some some people would yeah. disagree with me. I do not think you should overuse illustrations. Yeah, we'll talk. Um, we'll, we'll talk, talk some about places that. about. But one of the things that's often them. asked to me is, where do you get your illustrations? Right. It's like, man, brother Todd, use all these illustrations. Where do you find illustrations? Mm-hmm. So where I find illustrations, usually I just tell people is is reading. Yes. Um, I re- I try to read the news every day mm-hmm. through whatever medium you know it, it's you know either usually it's going to be a digital thing but I try to read the news um, when you read expositional commentaries they'll have a lot of illustrations in yeah them. and just reading in general I'm, I'm I'm reading this article on something and it told about this story uh, that kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of illustrations in in history. Yeah. There's a lot of illustrations in your own personal life. Yeah. And if you just kind of sit and think through, and you're praying through and praying over, what would be a good way to illustrate this point, to clarify this point, to mm-hmm. make it, you know, help them see it fully? Um, those are some of the sources. How about you? So, um, I, I really get a lot of illustrations from reading, as you just said, and I encourage. I encourage guys, uh, pastors, to have a way to identify and record. I used to do the old school file cabinet Mm -hmm. where I would literally write three by five cards with some illustrations Mm -hmm. on it, file it by topic. Um, I I really discourage guys from just Googling stuff. I mean, if you have to... Uh, if you go to a, a sermon illustration book or an illustration site or something like that, I, I, I mean, sometimes you can find some good stuff. But, you know, really, for me, it's – I just try to think about um, through my reading, um, I really love historical mm-hmm. historical illustrations. Mm-hmm. I like using similes mm-hmm. because they're fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can connect the actual point that you're trying to make very quick, quickly with the word it's like mm-hmm. and, and and then comparing it to something. I, right. I like doing that yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think just being observant in, in life around you so many times, just things that happen to you. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, this is a, this is a, that good, could be a good illustration. You know, we were at this restaurant yeah. and somebody spilled something or, you know, just if you'll just observe. Sometimes... You, you you try to you'll uh, I hear pastors say, man, I saw this, I read this, and then I I I forget it, I can't remember it. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Keeping a notes file on your phone, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's got that notes app on their phone yep. now. Right. Keeping that in there and that kind of help you remember that um, where you can file them away. I, I'll tell you something else that's helpful, Todd. Knowing what you're going to be preaching on yeah. for the next month. Yes, and yeah. Right, and keep your eyes open. Exactly, look for them. Something you know? comes along, you go, "Ooh, yeah, I could use that three right. weeks from now." And you don't want that to be the overarching thing about every deal. You know, hey, no. the only way you respond to your kids is, "Oh, that would be an illustration." By the way, we're going to talk your, about don't that. use your kids' illustrations. No, um, yeah. types of illustrations, yeah. um, quotes, stories, yeah, many times, um, analogies, similes, like you said, yeah. Um, 
where you know, hey, th- that's that's this thing right here I'm talking about is like trying to get ketchup out of a bottle. You yeah. know, that kind of you yeah, know, right? Something simple right. and easy like that. Um, another place that's a great way to use illustrations is stories in the Bible. Absolutely. Is and I, I know some pastors that that's the only illustration they'll use. They'll only use biblical illustrations. Yeah. I, I don't ascribe to that. Yeah. But um, you know, hey, this story over here of uh, David and something, yeah, that, that can be an illustration of whatever it is you're trying to talk about in a very theological way. The Old Testament, in some ways, is a lot of great illustrations for yeah what you're preaching through that's, in the New Testament. That's right. Now let, let me let me throw something in here when we talk about types of illustrations. Um, inherent in all of this is we're talking about what are the best kind of illustrations. That, well, that's right. What, what are good illustrations? Yeah, yeah. Not just um, a, an illustration. You know, stories, quotes are good, but l- 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 let me just share something with our listeners that Brian Chapel quotes Haddon Robinson. Haddon Robinson wrote a book, Biblical Preaching, Brian yeah. Chapel's book, Christ-Centered Preaching. Mm-hmm. So this is this is Robinson's I believe I'm, I'm getting all that right. Um, it's in Robinson's book, and Chapel quotes it. But there, he 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 basically grades types of illustrations from being the best to the the least the effective. Least. Yeah. And what he says is is the best illustrations are illustrations that connect with your experience and the audience's experience. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I said getting ketchup out of a bottle, but hey, that's something every one of us has done. Exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> things that are common that everyone has experienced because immediately they can relate to it. And if you think about it, that's what Jesus did in the parables. Mm-hmm. Jesus took these very common elements, um, you know, uh, a widow looking for something in her house, things that were from a, a agriculture. Um, so things that things that you've experienced and you know they've experienced, that's good. The second most effective is things that are in their experience as the listener, but not in yours. So mm-hmm. I think he may even use us as an example in this. Let's say you grew up in the city and you go to pastor a church in the country, <laughs> okay? And you're, you're going to tell a story about, uh, you know— calf and a calf or something. Being a shepherd. Something like that. Yeah. And a lot of people in your audience have actually been there and helped, you know, when a calf was being born, but you haven't. Well, they can connect to that, whereas you may not. And the the danger of that is if if you're telling something that you don't connect with, you better make sure you're telling it right. (laughs) You you better know what you're talking about. That's right. The third level things you have experienced mm-hmm. that they haven't experienced. So the same thing. You 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 grew up in the city, you go to the country to pastor a church and um, you know, maybe some of your audience has never driven in downtown traffic. Maybe, you know, something like that and you tell a story about that. Well, if they've never experienced that, then maybe it's hard for them to connect. And the can, uh, on that one, Todd, uh-huh. can I just say that <clears throat> The way that that the, I think what you have to do with that with that kind of that third level, is that 
that better be kind of a, a real banger. It really ought yeah. to be a pow. It really drives the point. And, and the danger of telling an illustration that's your experience and not theirs is you can come across as kind of snooty. Yeah. You may come across as, oh, you know, you poor people have never experienced yeah. this, but I have, you know, because I'm smart enough or I'm whatever. Yeah, right. Um, the fourth one is things that neither one of you have experienced. Mm-hmm. And that that is true i i know what he's saying but the huge caveat to me in that is history mm-hmm. yeah so none of us were there when lincoln gave the gettysburg address mm-hmm. but boy you can sure connect with historical stories now, yeah part of how you might view that lens is um Maybe it's a story from history that everybody knows. Right. Well, then it kind of comes back up to that first level to yes. me almost. And, and like the third level, now you're talking about something that you look at it and you know that that inherently has rhetorical power. Yeah, yeah. So think about that with illustrations. Mm-hmm. And it's your experience and their experience uh, think about that a little bit as you work through illustrations in your sermon. Um, okay, let's talk about for a minute, when should you use an illustration and when, when should you not, and when is overusing illustrations? Yeah. I, first of all, I think that <clears throat> we've already touched a little bit on bringing them back above the line uh-huh. or getting them off of the line and, and bringing them up in, in engagement, obviously. That's, that's a good place to do it. I think... You know, you should use illustrations when, when perhaps the point that you're making is not crystal clear. Right. And, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to drive that point home. Um, and so you, you, if you think it's not clear in the minds of the people or you think they may struggle to make it clear in the minds of the people, that's a great place to use illustrations. Or... If you think that the point that you're making or that Jesus is making or Paul is making or Moses, whatever the central idea of the text is, if you think that the people that you're speaking to, that that point is not um, necessarily readily relatable to them or or it doesn't come with as much force mm-hmm. uh, personally for them, that may be a really good point uh, to use an illustration. Um, I think it was Bob George in the book Classic Christianity. Mm. This this just kind of came to my mind. Mm-hmm. I remember there's an illustration. He's Bob George is trying to teach about law and grace. Okay, boom, right there. That's yeah. automatically you're gonna get a fog in the in the minds of a lot of people quick for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I I think about how many times in Emmanuel somebody come up to me and say, I'm reading the book of Romans, Pastor, and you know, is the law good or bad? Because in one <laughs> breath, Paul says it's good. In the other breath, he says it's bad. And my answer was always, you know, yes. yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Bob George Hill's illustration of uh, talking about law and grace and the motivation and what that does and everything. And he says, uh, you, you ever been to somebody's house that lives in the city and they've got a fence and the dog is there in the fence <laughs> and you just the dog is desperate to get out of that fence. Yeah. Dog wants out of that fence. Dog wants out of that fence. You just crack the gate open a little, and that dog's got his nose in there. He's trying to get out of that fence. But then you go visit somebody who lives out in the country. There is no, no fence. fence. In the city, that dog's trying to get away from that house. You go out in the country, and what's the dog done? Dog's just chilling out on the porch. 
And he used that as a great illustration of law and grace and the motivation that mm-hmm. comes behind it and the result that it has in your life. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, an example of when an illustration, you can make something like you just said, something that could be unclear, a little foggy to somebody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a story, sometimes a, a, an analogy, an example of something will kind of push that fog away. Oh, now I get it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, I think it was Haddon Robinson that said, too, when it comes to sermons, you want to start it and you want to end it with a bang. Yeah. And I am a big proponent of that. I know not everybody will agree with that, but I think in your sermon, you need to start and end it with a good illustration. Yeah. Because I'm thinking that you start it, especially because when you start a sermon with something that is engaging. And it, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't have to be a story. It could be a pertinent uh, stat or a quote or, I, you know. But what you want to – you don't want to start a sermon below the line of engagement. That's right. And if you just kind of dryly, coldly walk to the pulpit and say uh, the very first thing come in, turn in your Bibles to and we're going to – well, you haven't really in, hooked anybody with that yet. And the other thing, too, I think the illustration does is not only does it bring engagement, but I have always seen the opening illustration as a way to help get my listener's mind in a framework with the text. Yeah. Okay, my text is this CIT. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make sure that opening illustration is about that CIT. So now here's what I'm doing. Before I ever open a Bible, before I ever read a text, I have already got my people thinking about the topic of that CIT. Right. You've laser-focused them in now. Yeah. Basically, today, this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And and so I've done two things with an opening illustration. I've hooked them. Yeah. And I've, I've set them up. I've put them on the right track. Yeah. And then I think you use you drop illustrations in the sermon mm-hmm. where you need to clarify, you need to raise engagement, um, if all you do is tell illustrations and all you've done is got up and tell stories. Yeah. But you're not there to tell illustrations. You're no. there to teach the text. So my, my big word to people listening and pastors is um, the text is not there to serve your stories. Your stories is there to serve the text. That's right. And I think we could say that a hundred times more. Because I've heard some sermons before where I was like, oh, man, this guy, this guy has read a text to serve the stories he wants to tell. Right, exactly. And that's not what you're up there to do. So, And I think, too, a closing one, it, it, you know, opening illustration is the hook mm-hmm. and the track, the framework. Mm-hmm. Closing illustration is, again, good to end it on the hook, on the hook, on the high engagement, because you're hitting them with the imperative now, the response. Mm-hmm. But also, it, it, it's a signal that the sermon's over. Right. We, right. We've come to the end. Yeah. Here's the conclusion. Here's the, the last little thing. And it's a good way to land the plane. You know, my, my favorite, and, and I'm, you cannot do this always, and you better not try to force this. But when you have an opening illustration that you can come back to yes. for the closing, yes. man, that is powerful. Yeah, you know, but you gotta be careful with it. Uh, and and for our listeners, uh, our age and older, 
who know who Paul Harvey is. I say, what are you saying? Yeah. You know, Paul Harvey was famous for the rest of the story. Right. And sometimes you can do that. You can, you can, you can. Yeah. I, I remember one time telling the story of Daryl Strawberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the opening illustration was this, this is a, this is a good story here. The opening illustration was about Daryl Strawberry got into drugs, basically threw his life away and all of his talent and kind of, wow, don't do that kind of, that was the illustration. Yeah. In my audience that day, was somebody who personally knew Daryl Strawberry. Mm. And they knew the rest of his story. Mm-hmm. And they said they sat there in my sermon were kind of mad at me because I'd only told part of the story. Yeah, I got to the end of the sermon and I told the rest of his story about redemption and how he turned it around. And that guy was like, oh, and now, man. And now the tension that had been built, and that's what you did, yeah. you built Good tension, yeah. and now you gave resolution to yeah. the tension. Yeah. Hey, y'all remember that Daryl Strawberry guy I started awesome. with this morning? That's good, yeah. Uh, you can come across um, some of the things like that. Any, anything else? Oh, you know, uh, a couple let's, – let's, let's a couple more things. Um, I, I think guys need to be careful about humor and jokes yes. when it comes to illustrations. Here, here's the thing. Um, when it comes to using humor, humor in jokes is not something that all people are naturally good at doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of timing that comes with telling a joke, and some people just don't have it. Mm-hmm. And again, you're not up there to make them laugh and entertain them. Sometimes a, a little funny can can break the ice, or uh, if you've had a really heavy part of the sermon, you know, you just got to be careful with that. You don't want to do something really heavy. You're talking about hell, and mm-hmm. then, oh, I tell a joke. Um, I, my word there is just be careful with humor and be careful with a joke. Um, I think for most of us, we're probably good to steer away from that just yeah. to, for the most degree. I, I think sometimes we need to uh, we need to consider that there are times when we don't need to use illustrations. Yeah. When the point that you're making – in the explanation is already crystal clear. Right. If you try to add an illustration to that, you risk uh, convoluting the point that you're trying yeah. to make by making this illustration. Yeah, and, and, and don't tell the story for the story's sake. Yeah, right. And, right. Uh, and, and another caution I would throw out there is, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, sometimes an illustration can almost be too good. <laughs> Right. If that makes sense. because How many times? I've, I've done this before. Yeah. I'll preach my sermon. I did have a killer story in there. They're walking out the door shaking my hand, and you know what? What they what, what do they say back to me? Oh, preacher, that story that you told story. was good. Yeah. I want to hear that CIT from them. I don't yeah. want to hear the story. Yeah. And I think you got to be careful with that because yes. sometimes some stories are almost too good. Yeah. And if they're too long— and you're going to preach a 30, 35-minute sermon, and you told a seven, eight-minute story. Yeah, that's a good what, point. What, what percentage of the sermon yeah. did you just take up by telling that story? You know, I, I also would encourage guys on quotes. Quotes are fantastic, mm-hmm. but you can't – okay, this is, my own th- this is my own thing here. If you have if, – if you're using a quote and you have to put the quote up on the screen – because it's so long that right. you want them to see it, right. you probably need to shorten that quote. Yeah. And ag- again, it's a level of engagement thing. Exactly. Get, yeah. If you're going to use a quote, get to the part that's on point with the point you're trying to make. 
Yeah. Um, uh, more more caution caution on humor. Caution on using family members. <laughs> caution on um, uh, uh, betraying a confidence. Yes. If you've got any shred of doubt at all, um, you need to ask permission. You need to. I, I think you need to ask your family members. Yes. I think you need to. If you want to use somebody in an illustration, I think you need to ask them first. Yeah. Be, a lot of guys have gotten themselves in trouble telling stories that they shouldn't have told. And sometimes, here's another one, sometimes you may not say the person's name, but everybody in that room knows exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. You better be careful about that, too. And if you do it, you can't take it back. That's right. Yeah. And uh, there's not going to be enough apologies in the world to to correct that. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. Well, it, the... Illustrations are powerful tools. We know that they're, it's scriptural. The Bible, Jesus uses yep. illustrations. Paul yep. uses all the yep. prophets use That's illustrations. Right. That's right. It's very powerful when we use it to make the point of the text. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Very good. Hopefully this was a helpful episode. And uh, as you guys are writing your sermons, preaching your sermons... I think illustrations are important, and how you use them is is, is, a, is a critical part of you preaching and and building a good engagement with your audience where they're listening to you. Yeah. Okay, thanks right. for tuning in, and uh, hope you'll catch us next time. This episode of Feeding and Leading has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at oklahomabaptist.org or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptist, advancing the gospel together.